super enthusiastic audience. Three guys in the front row didn't even uncross their arms. Thank you so much, guys. Wow, such energy in the room. Look at you, sir, looking at me like I took a shit in your cereal. What did I do to you to deserve such a meek round of applause? These, these people are full of energy and excitement. Who the fuck is this piece of shit? Better be fun. I'm glad I didn't pay. I'm going to take money out of his bucket at the end. I'm going to give it it's my money now. I've got a Rolling Stones t-shirt, but I got it at the Gap because I'm a contradiction. I don't, I don't like, what's your name, brother? Callum. Callum. John. Nice to meet you, Callum. What do you do for a living, Callum? I'm uh, an electrician. You're an electrician? And yet you had so little energy at the top of the show. <laughs> yeah, he sets him up. I knock him down. I know what you're thinking. Is this going to be funny? So far, Yes. So you're an electrician, Callum, and who are these gentlemen that are with you? Jamie and Andy. Jamie, Andy, best friends? Aye. Aye. You had to check in. Andy, not so much, but Jamie. <laughs> Fucking great guy, Jamie. You're Jamie, right? Yeah. You look like a great guy. Andy, I'm not so sure. I'm Andy. I'm Andy. You're Andy? Oh, well, I don't even know what to think now. <laughs> Callum, you son of a bitch. So you're an electrician. What's the biggest job you've ever worked on? We'll get to the show in a second, but first we're, we're going to learn a little thing about home repair. Because a lot, who here owns a home? My kind of audience. 10%, the rest of you. Rented for life, bro. I don't know if you've ever smoked weed, but it's better than a house. You ever eat quavers at dawn? Better than a pool. What's the biggest job you've ever electrified? A power station. Oh, look at the big dick on Callum. This just shows you how little I know about how the world works. In my head when he said that, I was like, so you just turned it on. Don't be so fucking Scottish. Tell a fucking story. I'm not English. I'm not here to take things. Yeah, I said it. For those of you that are tourists, that's very clever. And those of you that are English, you know what you did. So what do you do to turn on a power station? Uh, the distribution. A distribution and houses. Yep. That wasn't even the answer to my question. That was just a creation of... I don't know who's the idiot, but I think it's him. Okay, good, because you said that in a way where it's like, that might follow by a punch in the face. Where in... Uh, Scottish, correct? Yep. Where in Scotland? Glasgow. But you almost said Glasgow. Yeah, just say Glasgow. I could tell it's Glasgow, because you have those Glasgow faces, which you're nice but you're not gonna let anyone know you're nice. <laughs> Glasgow is the, uh, who here's been to Glasgow? Very polite audience, round of applause. It's Glasgow, you can go, yeah, cause it's Glasgow. We've been to Saki Hall Street, just walking down, seeing a woman pissing in the middle of the street. <laughs> I fucking love Glasgow. It's one of my favorite places in the entire world because it's a giant contradiction. It's like a hug, but the person hugging you is wearing a barbed wire t-shirt. <laughs> but it's comfortable, there's something about that town because it's nothing but like rolling hills and then like a beautiful statue, but the statue has a cone on the top of it because fuck statues! <laughs> and it's just, it's fucking great. And where in Glasgow specifically? Hey, Arco. 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 Yep. Guys, I'm, I'm from Canada, and when I pronounce words, sometimes they're different too. We need to learn that there's different people in the world. Like, like I say aluminum, and you guys then yell back, it's even though aluminum foil was made in North America, which means we get to name it, and you guys should pronounce it properly. But, but we don't say anything about it because we're kind and accepting. Maybe you guys could learn that way, and there wouldn't be such problems on this island, Scottish independence. Anyway. 
which I'm not going to comment on because I don't understand it. Because I don't, I understand that the Scottish want to have their right and their freedom, but I don't know why they're backing a horse like Alex Salmon because I, he looks like a drawing of a cunt. <laughs> he does. He has a big bushy beard, and he calls Donald Trump his friend. You know who else calls Donald Trump his friend? Satan and the man who invented pedophilia, probably. <laughs> I can, I, pr I can prove it. I read it in a book that I wrote. Now. So you're an electrician from Glasgow. You ever been in a fight? Oh, it's a good story. Because his friends laughed before he did. They're like, oh, is he, you're talking to fucking fisticuffs McGillicuddy, my friend. If his knuckles could talk, they would say, uh-oh, another nose. I, does, I got an hour to kill. Anything will help. So, Callum, what happened? I just wanted another pint. So you were wanting another pint. Maybe that's the problem right there. Maybe you shouldn't cover those emotions up with alcohol. Maybe you should be... Maybe you should extend a hand and go, Hey, I'm Callum. Would you like me to explain to you how power works? I like, by the way, that you just hit your friend because he said something shitty to you, didn't he? You need to get better friends. Look at his tattoos. Those are angry tattoos. A man who's had a good life doesn't have 11 skulls on his arm. That's a man who cries when he masturbates. I can say that because I can identify my own. So you were, where were you when the fight took place, buddy? <laughs> School. How old were you? Microphone's towards me. I don't know. That's how bad the fight was? You forgot how old you were? Who was in the wrong? Was it you or the other guy? The other guy. Goddamn right I was. <laughs> he was probably from Edinburgh, right? <laughs> For you understand that joke, Glasgow and Edinburgh have a classic rivalry. Well, Glasgow feels that Edinburgh treats them like shit, and Edinburgh doesn't know what Glasgow's talking about. <laughs> Correct? Yeah. I know what you're thinking. Are you going to get the Scottish members of the audience on side? Yes! Yes, I am. I can tell there are a lot of them given the energy at the beginning of the show. Because only the Scottish bass performers on the entire performance. They don't clap at the beginning. They stare at you until you cry. And they let you dig your way out of that hole. Because they are getting their fool's money's worth. And if you are not funny, they will let you know. Second gig ever in Scotland. At the stand in Edinburgh, a woman stood up and went... Based on your performance so far, your parents may not have treated you well. That being said, because of it, you're fucking hilarious. <laughs> Everywhere else they boo. Here, they get out a shillelagh and let you know what for. I know I should have said bagpipes, but shillelagh is a funny word to say. Right, Callum? That's not my name. My name is John. I can understand why you got into a lot of fights thinking people were named that. So you were at school, minding your own business, just reading about electrical engineering, reading about your favorite supervillain. I can't remember what that baddie from Spider-Man's name was who electrified people. Nerd. There gotta be a nerd. What the fuck? The electrocutioner? Nope. That's a name I just made up. Electro! It was Electro! Pretend like I just thought of that. That was your favorite supervillain, right? I good. Just agree. I know. <laughs> you just don't like talking to strangers, do you? <laughs> Hold my hand. Hold my fucking hand. 
I know you're trying to not, you're trying to make it so that your friends don't call you gay later, but doing that <laughs> makes it seem way worse. Because that literally looked like you were using your hand like a cock and we were talking. I'm sorry if there's kids in the room, but you needed to learn. I'm gonna leave you alone, Callum, like your friends should, because they're fucking dicks. All right, let's talk to them. We'll start the show eventually. Calm down. Calm down, miss. You should go get that other pint. What's your name, by the way? Laura. Laura, and where are you from, Laura? London, are you looking to meet an angry Scottish man? He won one fight. Oh, you have one? He's not Scottish. Oh, I'm sorry. You're just angry? I can see you look like the guy who stays in the van during the bank robbery and hacks into the security system. What do you do for a living, brother? IT. IT? I'm impressed as well. All right, guys. Well, I think we'll, we'll start the show. I want to talk to you. Can I talk to your friends quickly? Yeah, all right. You, you, you've earned that because he was being a prick to you, right? Jamie or Andy or whatever the fuck your name is. Jamie, what do you do for a living, Jamie? You're a ripper? What the fuck is that? Is that just like a Glasgow job where you walk up and rip someone's shirt and go, gay, and then walk away? Right there, I was doing an impression of an Edinburgh person making fun of a Glasgow person. What is it? A roofer. A roofer. That makes way more sense than a ripper. Come on in, guys. You could come forward. Okay, we're just playing a little game called uh, Jobs People Scottish, ha Scottish People Have. This is an electrocutioner. Electrician. Well, I'm the least manly man in the entire world. I don't even know how to say electrician. And he, uh, he invented power stations. He got to, in a fight one time in school, and then he forgot his age. And then he met these two gentlemen, and they've treated him badly ever since. And this is a roofer. His name is Jamie. What's the biggest roof? Yeah, I've done the athletes village. You've done the athletes for the Olympics? Good fucking job, brother. I knew there wasn't an English person involved in that operation, by the way. May I say, I came, I came to the UK. I moved to the UK three days before the Olympics. And I had been to this island before. And I see how you guys deal with stress. You deal with it the same way my mother deals with stress. There's a lot of fretting, a lot of concern, and that someone is blamed when it doesn't go exactly to plan, and then you walk away from the mess going, well, I don't know why she did that. <laughs> but then I showed up for the Olympics, and I've never seen such organization. I landed at Gatwick Airport, and they had two lines for customs. One was Olympics people, and one was everyone else. And when I walked up with my passport, the first question, are you here for the Olympics? And I was like, no, I'm immigrating. And he went, thank God. British person was happy to meet an immigrant. I was shocked as well. <laughs> and he stamped my passport and, and he was just like, are you going to the Olympics? And I was like, probably not. And he went, good, just the traffic is awful. <laughs> and I, I took the passport, I went through, and it was just amazing because my favorite thing about it was London was covered in bomb and drug sniffing dogs, but they didn't have the classic, the, the, the St. Bernard or the German Shepherd. They had drug sniffing beagles. Did you see that it was the cutest bomb prevention thing? I don't even think they could smell dogs. They just knew the terrorists would see me like, there's a reason to live. <laughs> Look at those doe eyes. And everyone was just so excited that nothing fucked up. Like it was, do you remember the news reports? Like every day it was like, we did it again. The things are working. We don't know why. And then the only fuck up was that 
cocksucker Boris Johnson got stuck on a zip line and no one stopped talking about it for day. Like the British were winning gold after gold and you could hear it on the commentary. They were just like, and let's now go to footage. Cutting away from the medal ceremony where England has won another, or UK, GB, whatever the fuck they're calling themselves. The people that and other people are involved with either though the team, because was Scotland a separate team during the Olympics or was in GB? But you, want, you wanted to be a different team, right? <laughs> you can be honest here. No one else is listening. It's not being recorded or anything. But yeah, that's the, are you, because I'm not going to get into independence talk because I get so fucking nervous because again, I don't know and I've been through two of these things before because in Canada we have French Canada and they keep trying to leave but they're not nearly, because I feel like the referendum has been very, very diplomatic. Everyone has been able to voice their sides talk about it. Alex Salmon comes out, acts like a dick face. David Cameron walks around and just says things like, well, they're just not going to leave because we have their oil, etc., etc. Is that some money? I'm going to eat it. But, <laughs> like, in Canada, the fucking referendum talk, it got so embittered and so angry so quickly. And mostly it's because of my family. Because my family are like, very politically active, but not in, like, the good way with, like, hippieism. They're a little right-wing, and, like, especially my grandmother who has yelled at various prime ministers, because in Canada, our politicians just walk around. Our most recent prime minister, Stephen Harper, he's been licked four times. <laughs> Meaning that this, he was licked one time, and the security went, that'll never happen again. <laughs> the second time, they were like, who fucking saw that coming again? Third time, they were like, this is getting pretty hilarious. And then fourth time, they were like, we should probably actually start giving a fuck about this guy. If that guy had a gun, he'd be dead. And then we're like, well, it's okay, though. I don't like him. Anyway. So, yeah. So, in the Olympics, it was amazing. There was hope. There was excitement. Boris Johnson got stuck on that zip line. And you, you built the athlete's village. What was that like? Was it frightening? Did you feel part of something? Just nailing the roofing tiles down? Were you just humming Old Britannia? I don't know how it goes. I don't even think it's called Old Britannia. What is that? What's the song I'm thinking of that has Britannia? Royal Britannia. Rule. rule Britannia. Hmm. Just like the English, demanding they rule everything, right, Scottish people? <laughs> Gonna have a lot of questions to answer at the end of the show when I'm asking for money. A lot of British people going, I kept it because of all those comments that you said. <laughs> well played. So you're tapping the roofing nails into the tile. Did you feel patriotism in that moment? Or are you angry, where you're just like, you fucked over Scotland, so you're just peeing a little bit underneath each roofing tile? <laughs> Spitting into the tar, jacking off into the epoxy? Is epoxy even used in roofing? Is epoxy even a thing? Guys, you are here. I just invented epoxy. Is epoxy a thing? Yes. But what's it for? It's, it's protective... So you should use it for roofs. What kind of fucking roofer are you? I don't even know what epoxy is. The length of my construction uh, experience was one time I demolished a room. Halfway through, we found asbestos, and they said, don't touch that, that's asbestos. And I said, which part? And then I hit the asbestos with a sledgehammer. So I'm not allowed on construction sites anymore. I'm what you call a hazard. And even I know epoxy's a thing. And you're like, epoxy? You don't need fucking epoxy. You just... Uh, just put the paper down, one nail, you're fine. It's not like it's going to rain in the UK. Now, roofer, electrician. What does he do? I'm a soldier. You're a soldier? Yeah. Ah, good for you. Yeah, thank you. 
Why did you guys go, oh, fuck? Wait, what do you do in the military? Electron, what the fuck is that? Are you a hacker? Who's listening to this podcast? You're an electronic hacker. What the fuck? Everyone, fucking get ready. We're going to get the solution to WikiLeaks right now. So what does that mean? Like you're just posting mean shit on Al-Qaeda's Facebook page? <laughs> Eat a bacon sandwich and calm the fuck down. Like, like, like. Just like, just sending uh, the Google homepage to one Chinese person and then laughing when they can't open it. Just keep calling the embassy in Iran. Are you guys on MySpace? We don't even have that anymore, you fucking idiots. I <laughs> got him again, right, guys? <laughs> I don't like how hard you're laughing because I feel like that's exactly what you're doing. <laughs> Jesus. That's fuck. Because the military training to me seems like very physical. Just like push-ups, sit-ups. You run over that thing and then there's a wall and the man in the hat. And he's like, your mother wouldn't be proud of you for doing that thing. And you're like, I know, that's why I'm here. And then you run. What's the electronic hacking military training just like? I want you to show me binary code to a thousand percent tile. Drop and give me one zero one zero one one zero zero one. You call this a workstation? You do not have an overly impressive houseplant. What is your Twitter following up to? Only 400 likes? You are a maggot, son! What do you mean you retweet? This is a favoriting man's army. At dawn, we will, we will upload videos of puppies licking babies. <laughs> Gentlemen, our mission is very important. We will figure out why the fuck people who post sad shit on Facebook, but there is only the like button. So their friends trying to offer support feel really shitty when it says, Grandma's dead, and we go, like. <laughs> so what exactly do you do? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! This podcast has had some interesting twists and turns. One of them is thus far, each episode, we've been visited by someone from the armed forces, which leads me to believe that someone out there thinks I'm important, or people in the military really need a laugh. And so we, uh, we met a bunch of people from America. There was a colonel married to a sergeant first class. It's the cutest thing ever. The lady was the colonel. He was the sergeant first class, meaning she wore the pants, literally. And now a man, so drones, are you involved in that? No. Just hacking. Have you met Edward Snowden? Where is he really? Blink once for Russia, twice for dead. He blinked twice, ladies and gentlemen. Someone call the guardian, it will explode. That's very exciting. And do you like your job? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's very good. Who's the most important political person you've ever met in your military time? I've not met any. You have not met? Because you, got, you get treated like shit by the rest of the soldiers, don't you? You're locked away in a dark room? Are you actually in the military? Or is someone just fucking with you? Where did you sign up? Were you just woke up in a dark room with a computer and some guy with a mustache? You're in the military now, son. I didn't know we were declaring war on children's shirts. We are. It's a bit of a dark joke. That's very exciting. And what's your rank? Uh, Lance Corporal. Lance Corporal. Your, your first name isn't Lance, though. No. 
Get it, guys? It was good, though. <laughs> and so that's very exciting. How long have you been in? Uh, just over two years. Just over two years. Well, thank you so much for doing what I could never do. Because this is what would happen if I had to go in the military. I would cry, I would shoot myself in the foot, and I would go, your move, Sergeant. <laughs> have you seen that happen? Have you seen someone quit the military? Yeah. Oh, yes, indeed! Let's get the story. Okay, what happened? Oh, come on. Oh, yeah, you were. <laughs> but like computer exercise, so you were just like trying to figure out where to get the best cup of coffee? Actual real military exercise with the running and the guns and the helmets? What song were you singing? Like, were you doing the, like, this is my... No, that's just the Is that true? Because I really like that, actually. No, this is... Go fuck yourself! This is my weapon, this is my gun, this one's for fighting, this one's for fun. That's fucking amazing! And if I'm the enemy and the soldiers are singing, this is my weapon, this is my gun, this one's for fighting, this one's for fun, I'm like, well, they definitely prepared much more than we have. They have a rhyming structure and we don't even have uniforms. So we're gonna die. So you don't have it, like what song were you singing? Just like Mr. Brightside by the killers in your head? I'm Mr. Brightside. <laughs> they call me the killers now. <laughs> he laughed. You guys should too. All right, so you're on exercise. Don't act like this is a normal story, Callum. I can understand why they treat you like shit. He's out there dying for you. You're plugging shit in. Not all the time. He was on military exercise. What were you doing? Probably going, you call this a sausage? I call it shit. He still will more likely die than you will. For fuck's sake, your biggest worry is there's a puddle next to the plug. His biggest worry is that the Ruskies land and he has to go run out and fight Vladimir Putin and his cyborg brigade. Well, you're hiding in a power station with all the electricity stored up in some weird canister because I don't know how electricity works. <laughs> Sitting there scoffing your military friend. I understand why he treats you like shit. You don't give him any respect. This is why Glasgow gets a bad reputation. It's because of people like you going, I was part of the military service. Yeah, we've heard it before, blah, blah, heroes forever. <laughs> Today at work, I had to get up at 6 a.m. and go, the switch, it works like this. <laughs> so you're on maneuvers. We'll, we'll start the show in a second. Um, this guy, like, we'll take him off, we'll show some like, whole you can't, you, Imagine I'm an idiot. Because I am. So you're digging a hole. What the fuck? I thought we were winning wars. Can we get the soldiers some beds, please? Again, why would not work good in the military? You gotta dig a hole and sleep in it. Excuse me? You're t we have drones, and you guys haven't inv invented an inflatable jury's in? I would like to speak to the general, please! So you're digging a hole. Where are you gonna plug in your laptop? Portable. Way to answer that question very honestly. Laptops are portable. You have a laptop. You know how you can walk around with it? We do that too. And since we're the military, we also have these things called batteries. Have you heard of them? That's how that thing is running. Am I in the military? So. What did he break, his shovel? 
But is anyone else just picturing a broken shovel, broken laptop, and he's just like, ah, be jillikers. Holy fuck! That son of a bitch stole my idea! <laughs> For those of you at home, you must know, nothing I will ever do will compete with that. I have so many questions. <laughs> First off, I thought blank rounds, there was no round. Oh, that's the fucking... <laughs> hey, you started this story. Now that we're all interested, don't act like we're the assholes. You could have made it up. He could have just been like, fuck this and walked away, not... Sergeant! Quick thing! My foot's on maneuvers! Over there, over there, over there, over there, and over there. I don't, I don't know how I'm supposed to follow that. But I will try. I will try. I can't remember. You're Andy. Ladies and gentlemen, Andy, Jamie, Callum. the greatest fucking group of friends ever. You guys should have a sitcom called The Electrician, The Roofer, and The Man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, our suggestion for today's show comes from uh, Zamina Zahara. I hope that's how I pronounce her name. I, I don't know how. And uh, she's playing at the... Fuck, fuck you, John. Fuck, fuck. Just shot myself in the foot. Not literally, though. Not like Andy's friend. She's playing at the Stan Comedy Club 22, York Place, that's Stan for every day at 2 p uh, 2 p 2.20 p.m. I just forgot how to talk. So please go check her out. And uh, she has asked me this. It is time to cull the human race. <laughs> Andy, I go to you. I get actually very pissed off because it is we are living in very interesting times because there's a whole part of the world that's on fire planes are falling planes are disappearing news like it's just it's a very fucked up world we live in but at the same time I have hope because it seems like in like sense because I grew up I became an adult when George W. Bush was the leader of the United States and a lot of people have forgotten that that was terrifying he was an evil idiot in charge of nuclear weapons <laughs> He had a group of people working for him that were just morons. Colin Powell is a decorated military leader. He got up in front, in front of the UN, and showed a slide that was supposed to be the Iraq military stronghold. I don't know why this guy's taking, me, taking pictures of me, but if I disappear tomorrow, just know I stumbled in on a secret and Andy was a spy. <laughs> And he got up, and it was supposed to be an Iraqi stronghold. It was a photo of a high school from California. Like, that was fucking terrifying. They're running around, they're starting wars, and it was open. Everyone goes now, like, oh, David Cameron, very bad, all the things are going on. Yes, but there's something about it where, like, 
I don't. It's not that I trust Barack Obama. I don't trust David Cameron. Mostly because he left his eight-year-old daughter in a toilet of a pub for four hours, and his excuse was, "Who hasn't done that?" Like, what else has he forgotten? Like, you know what I mean? Like, did he just call up Putin and go, "Like, hey, guess what? Fuck you. Ara or Ukraine is ours. What are you gonna do about it?" Click. And they came in and was like, "Did you talk to Putin?" No, no, no. Didn't talk to him at all. Because he just called and he said that uh, you were all like, you, if you fuck with Ukraine, you can suck all of my British dick. All one and a half inches of it. <laughs> He's like, well, that is how big my dick is. So that does sound like me. Well, let's go through it. Well, I was adjusting my Lego man hair. And then I was looking in the mirror trying to figure out how to make my face more look like I just had a very sour orange. And then I was trying, I was coloring in the whites of my eyes so it just looked like I had a hazel nightmare. As a face, and then I was trying to look at more navy blue ties. Then I think I picked up the phone and so called someone a fuckwit, but that was probably Barack Obama because I don't like black people. And I'm being David Cameron there, so you can laugh. And uh, and it's just yeah, it's just it's very strange. So I feel like there's hope now because I just I feel like Barack Obama has the best intentions, but he just can't get anything done because he's like a paper paper pushing nerd. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't come around as a confident man. You know what I mean? Like, I, the reason why I still like Bill Clinton, he was my favorite world leader ever, was had nothing to do with the blowjobs in the Oval Office, whatever he did with a cigar and a vagina. No one has explained that to me yet, and it still creeps me the fuck out. But it's the fact that he's confident. Like, I would follow him into the gates of hell, his white hair, his gut, he's eating a donut. Well, listen up, fellas. I'm from a little town called Arkansas state. I don't really know. But listen, there's a man in there named Satan, and he's going to engulf the entire world into fiery flame. So we better get in there. And then afterwards, it's going to be nothing but cheeseburgers and hand jobs from here on out. And you're like, Bill Clinton, I'm fucking on board. And as a Canadian, it is very difficult to follow an American into anything. Because the last time we did that, that was Afghanistan, and you guys just kept shooting our soldiers. So, yeah, that was another thing. By the way, the most amount of Canadian uh, deaths in the Afghanistan war? American-friendly fire. Just sucks. Because they don't acknowledge it and Canadians have to constantly bring it up, especially when Americans come over because American military is trained in Canada because we're really fucking great at everything. Yeah, I hope. Yeah, not only polite, also very good at killing people, but we do it with a thank you. Yeah. You're welcome! Heard you had an iron deficiency, but that was lead. I'm not good at puns. I'm a soldier. It's a very dark show, isn't it? I think we need to liven it up, guys. All right, here's what we're gonna do. It's got to be a bit dark, so what we're all gonna do is we're gonna have a 30-second dance party. You can laugh, we're all fucking dancing. You better fucking get into this. So everyone, uh, no, I'm not fucking around. We have to do something to save the show, and the only thing that can happen is a dance party. What? Did someone just say I'm going to war? You'll go to war in a second if you're not fucking dancing, Callum, I swear to God. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, everyone stand up. Everyone stand up. Everyone get the fuck up. All right. This is for you. This is for you. It's a very cramped room. Imagine we're at the Hacienda in Manchester. I see you fuck sneaking out, and I swear to God, I will fucking hack into your computer. Andy, get their ISP. All right. 30-second dance party starts now. Go, start dancing, go! You are nap dancing, I will send the roofer back there! We're feeling better! You're feeling better! Keep dancing, soldier boy! 
Oh, thank God. Oh. oh, we saved it, guys. We saved it. We were going into dark territory. It's weird, because it's the Edinburgh Fringe, and it's very easy as a performer to get depressed there. Sir in a leather jacket, you're married, making weird hand gestures. What's up? I am well. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> you are the great. Where are you from? Of course you are. Oxford side or Cambridge side, you pot. I knew it was Cambridge. It, so it sounds like you have a canal in your throat. And what part of Cambridge sheer are you from, my man? Cambridge indeed. Someone get him a scone. Ah, <laughs> uh, I didn't know what we were gonna talk about. It was getting dark. I was gonna maybe ask you about your Hawaiian shirt, but now we have Man of Cambridge. How are you, sir? I am well. Yes, you are. Are you brilliant? Totally good. Fuck yeah! You're the one English person that the rest of the world thinks exists. <laughs> I fucking love this guy! He's patronizing me, but in that way, we think the English do. So what do you do for a living, sir, besides try on bowler hats? If you're a banker and you have a nanny named Mary Poppins... I, uh, that was a past life. It's like, uh, human remains, HR. Dear diary. Today I was in Edinburgh. I met uh, an action hero computer man named Andy, and then the most English human being I've ever met in my entire life. He works in human, I'm not sure if it's HR human relations or you work with dead bodies. You're an HR man? All right, I have never worked in an office. I graduated from theater school with a specialization in classical literature, minor in making my father unimpressed with my choices. And then I immediately went into being a stand-up comedian. So my following jobs are this. I was a barista. I was a bouncer for four days. I was a bartender for 10 weeks. I was a, worked in a call center for two weeks. That ended when I said this to someone on the phone. Hey, how about you go fuck your mother? Your address is this. I'm on the way to kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That happens, by the way. I don't know. They warn you about it when you trade in a call center. They go, you will have a day when you're going to want to react violently to the people you're speaking to. Please resist that urge. I went a different way with that instruction. I let that guy know. Also, if you ask the call of the telemarketer person to put your name on the do not call list, some people, this guy, put you on the call all the time list. Because you were a little curt on the phone. Gers. I was about to actually say his actual name because I remember it. His first name was Gus. His last name was Harrison. He lives at 51 Highland Road in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And I know that because I knew the house because I'm from that town too. And every time I drive by it, I think about driving by and, and egging it. <laughs> so you live, in, work in human relations. Human relations. What the fuck is that? I wish I knew. <laughs> I've asked this question before and people who have this job go, I, I don't know. Do you just sit in a room and get a paycheck? We do that. Do what? <laughs> this is the problem with people from England. <laughs> because they don't know how to answer questions. They just give you words. It's a joke. So many words. See, right there. It's fucking mind-melting. I understand why you guys had an empire, because you just need to be in charge, because you can't follow instructions. That's why I'm shocked when Tony Blair sided up with George W. Bush. He didn't invade Algeria instead. 
it just seemed nicer and it was closer, George. That's my Tony Blair impression. It's pretty good. Yeah. I know it sounds a lot like he's in the Beatles because I always thought Tony Blair would be pretty good in the Beatles. He sang 18 one time with Alice Cooper. You guys didn't know that? Yeah, I did. He got in a lot of trouble, but in America, Alice Cooper was singing with Tony Blair because in the rest of the world, we guys don't think you guys have leaders on this island. We just think you have like British stereotypes that talk sometimes. <laughs> Dead serious. Dead serious. Anyway, so you're Cambridge, human relations. What company do you work for? Uh, Arc of Solutions. Arc of Solutions. So you deal with a lot of people. Yeah, and do you think any of them should die? All right, come to the front. Come to the front. I just want to make sure that your voice is picked up on the microphone. So you just can you come a little bit closer. Come a little bit closer. It is not embarrassing. What is your name, brother? Tom Heavens. What the fuck? Your name is Tom Heavens, and you were sent from heaven to save the show. I I wasn't. Most English answer to that question. You were sent from heaven. No, I wasn't. I was sent from a little place called Cambridge. Better than heaven. Tea is nicer. It is, for fuck's sake. Who do you root for in the Cambridge? Do not punch him in the face. I know the three of you are trying to resist all the urge in your body. He's enveloped in my protection. We that, had eye contact. Yeah, put, the, put. I know that those have tasted flesh before. Put those hands in your pockets, Callum. I know you want to electrify him, but do not do it. So, your name is Tom Heavens. It is. And it, it's great to be here, because the guy next door wasn't funny, so we thought, who is this guy? And he's hilarious. So we thought, yeah, thank you. Th thank you for that plug. It's given me time to think of my first question, which is, is your father named Joseph and your mother named Mary? They, they're not. Do not touch my phone. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a text from that girl you've been... Yeah. Do you want to see it? Cause, um, I do want to see it, actually. Yeah. <laughs> She's, uh, I don't have a text from any of that. That girl is right there. Don't oh. be a shithead. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Boys, you can take care of Tom now. <laughs> so, Tom, you work in human relations. What specifically is something you would do on a given day? I'm trying to figure out what human relations is as a job. It's Firing and firing of people. Uh, oh, so you're either the best guy or the worst day guy, depending on the moment. Oh, firing stories. Let's see if you can... Because uh, he has a quitting a job story that is, cannot be beat. Has anyone ever shot themselves in the foot literally when you're about to fire them? They, they haven't done that. All right, what's the worst thing that's ever happened when you, tried to, you, end, when you had to fire someone? He, he, he ran out crying. Um, he, was a, he was a great guy, but he ran out crying. And it was, it was a bad day for me. Let's just break. That was a beautiful story, but you said it with this smile on your face. <laughs> and you said great guy at the worst moment. You're like, he ran out quiet, crying like a weakling. Not like Tom Evans. <laughs> when I cry, I just think of the queen and all the sacrifices she's made. <laughs> Getting up at midday to put on a dress made of silk. Standing in a room looking at a portrait of her ancestors and going, hmm, doing better than you. <laughs> I haven't murdered nearly as many Irish people as you. That's accurate! That's accurate! That's just a historical fact! Don't awe that! And it was a lot of English people awing that! Again! You know what you did! We... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a good time to say sorry? Um, yeah, I'm surprised you guys have said so. You say sorry one more time. We're really sorry. <laughs> you need to work for Buckingham Palace. 
Because I don't know how I feel about the monarchy. Because Canada, we have a weird relationship with the Queen because we don't we pay her tax and she's the largest property owner in our country. But we never see her. She just shows up once every ten years and goes like, "Stop!" And we're like, "Oh, it's just an old lady." <laughs> All right. Well, fuck it. One time, our prime minister did a dance behind her. And he almost had to go to court because that apparently was a law that you can't disrespect the queen in that way by dancing. And then we realized we live in a modern society and so we were just like, ah, fuck it. Let him keep going. <laughs> Same guy. He also lost his wife after she fucked the Rolling Stones. It was explained on a previous episode. Go check out the show. It's at johnhastingscomedy.com or you can follow me on Twitter at the John Hastings. Little plug right there. <laughs> so what drove you toward... Uh, did you go to Cambridge? I, I didn't go to Cambridge. My dad did, but not me. It hurts you that you didn't go to Cambridge, did you? There's uh, a big depression hanging over the family. <laughs> you did get into Oxford, but you couldn't go because of the shame, correct? Correct. Do you watch the Oxford-Cambridge rowing match every year? Sometimes, yes. I gotta be honest, I watch it too. Because, I don't know if you guys have ever watched rowing, but it's very boring. But what's very exciting is people have also realized it's very boring, so now they're fucking with the race all the time. <laughs> Last year, a man just swam out in the middle of it and started trying, because it's in the Thames, so there's parts of it that are shallow, so he kept trying to jump out of the water and just grab one of the rowers. And then a man more English than Thomas Heavens came out in a boat. He's wearing one of those, like, thatched bowler hats that the gondola drivers wear. He's in a motorboat with a pinstripe shirt, fucking capri pants, boat shoes and he leaned over and I don't know what he said but it seemed like he said sir you should be ashamed of yourself <laughs> but then he did do this <laughs> little finger wave then he dragged him in the boat and as they're pedaling this guy back he's just shaking his head <sighs> not in my England <laughs> favorite part of the UK uh, it must be Scotland Down boys, down boys. I didn't hear what you said, but I know what you said. What do you love about Scotland so much? Uh, there's good people here. They've got their heads screwed on. Not like us down south. <laughs> Bad times down there. A little self-deprecating right there. All right. How do you feel about the Scottish independence movement? I'm going to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, well, well. I, we might have to dance again. Could we, could we dance? No, no. <laughs> Use all your HR skills. All I know is that if there's one man leaving this room crying, it might be one of these three people. No, 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 you're protected. I don't know by who, because my only fight move is to cry and hope the tears pool and then they slip and then I have them. This is a very, very difficult time. Um, holy shit, right guys? That was most the most English and then most HR answer. How do you feel about this specific black and white question? It is a very difficult time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Did you just say, I'm so sorry? Really sorry, really sorry. You need to run for prime minister. Can I, I run for prime minister? Yes. yes, yes you can. Look at your face, it's perfect. Just smiling all the time. I, I can't see when I smile. <laughs> I don't know who was racist there, Thomas. I think it was both of us. That will be your campaign slogan. 
Heavens. Your, ca- your sign would say Heavens 2015. Your slogan would be Thank Heavens for Heavens. And you'd end every speech with Remember, I can't see you when I smile. <laughs> All right. So you're the Prime Minister of, uh, of the glorious UK. And you have to deal with the Scottish independence movement. What would you say to them? I would say the Scottish are lovely. Uh, they make these great uh, square sausages, and uh, <laughs> we need to import that shit into England if possible. <laughs> I think we're actually uniting the United Kingdom right here. All right, now what do you say to Wales, which has a burgeoning independence movement going that no one's really talking about because it's three guys in a boat? I, listen, I met the guy who was spearheading the Welsh independence movement. He had a beard, he was wearing coveralls, and he kept calling me Josh, even though I kept saying my name is John, and he went, whatever. It was in Bognor Regis. I did comedy inside a shed. It was actually really fun. The one problem with it was there's a lot of castles going towards where we're going. What I didn't understand is those castles were put there by the English, and the Welsh look at them as a sign of repression. And I talked about the castles, and no one laughed, which I thought was weird, because castles are fucking hilarious and so goddamn cool. And then afterwards, this woman walked up to me. She was the most Welsh woman ever. You know that I'm talking about? Like that stocky but attractive, cute face. Sounded like she was singing or angry or singing an angry song. And, and she just came up and went, those castles are a symbol of Welsh repression. The English built them to keep us in Wales. And then I said, but there were no fences. And she went, even still. (laughs) And I don't know what that means. So what would would you say to the Welsh who feel like they should uh, also be allowed to leave the glorious United Kingdom? No, no, they've got a problem. They've got a problem with sheep. And um... don't, don't, don't. Don't make that joke, Thomas. The fence and the the sheep, and it makes sense, doesn't it? It does not make any sense. Alright, I'm gonna fucking pull up my rope and let Thomas drown. What do you mean by the sheep problem? Um, it's, it's been a problem since uh, 1863. What's the specific problem? Um, it's, it's difficult to say. <laughs> it's difficult. Like any politician, you talk to them long enough and you find the one thing they don't like. The Welsh. <laughs> Do you not love the music of Tom Jones? It's lovely. Is it not unusual? No. To be loved by any one. Just awesome. It's difficult. Um, Thomas, I'm going to have you make the announcements at the end of the show. So take the microphone. Righty-ho. <laughs> He'll be back God shortly. Damn right! He loves the Queen. Alright, so uh, just remember the show is free to get in. You want to do what? I'm not, I'm not going to let him do it because I'm going to end up owing him money. Right, Scotland? Yeah! Thomas Evans, everyone! Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, we have set a new record for the show. I've yet to actually start the show. And we're almost done the show.
couple of quick things before we uh, skate off. Um, thank you so much for all coming. Uh, as you may or may not know, this is part of the free fringe. What that means is it's free to get in, not free to get out. It is very expensive to be up here in the UK. I'm doing a completely different show called John Hastings Adventure, which is a scripted show. So there'll be less Thomas Heavens and, you know, the electrocution or the roofer and the man and more... <laughs> Things from my head, which is at 9.45 at the Pleasance Courtyard. What that means is that I'm currently 8,000 pounds in debt. Yeah, I know you're like, UK, man, what the fuck are you talking about? I do that on a weekend. <laughs> I'm from Canada. We have a little thing called financial responsibility. You guys are gonna love it when it gets here. It's, it's awesome. It's not, it fucking sucks. You're never drunk on a weekday. And um, so what that means is that any money you can contribute to the show, we've had a wet and wild time, it's been nuts. Who knew about that? Who knew about Thomas? Who knew about Callum's rage? We never got to talk to you about your Hawaiian shirt and we never got to speak to you guys. The IT man, so much we could have learned. We could have had a nap, it would have been awesome. So anything you want to donate, just please make sure it's money and for point of reference, money is in your wallet or purse and it folds. Ladies and gentlemen, before we go, one last thing. One more time for Thomas Heavens! For my boys from Glasgow! This has been Anything Can Be A Podcast Podcast! My name is John Hayes!